podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, you can see test again on the screen. Oh, but even worse, you might be wondering to yourself, why is Az wearing a headset today? Well, you won't believe this. The Shaw mic that has done so well for me over the years, the little, I don't know if you can see, but the little USB thing over here has broken off inside the audio uh, receptacle. And I noticed that about 30 seconds before I was supposed to come on. So I am... It was either don't do the stream or come on the yeah, as a as Delia says the the Teams call headset that I use for work. So not ideal. Not sure what I'm going to do tomorrow with Black Box. Probably going to have to buy a new Shaw uh, uh, mic. I've had this for two years now, I think. So don't think it's going to be covered under any any warranty or anything. Um, so yeah, this is it. If you don't like the sounds. There is literally nothing I can do, so you might want to tune out uh, if you can't. But on to uh, better, better things. Uh, Green Arrow this week, 3.2 million in the world, rising up from the uh, oh, the basement of 4.6 million, uh, really. So good week for myself. No black box uh, this week to celebrate uh, with with Mark um, because he's. Also having his own his own issues uh, with with work, um, so yeah, it's uh, going to be a, a Friday night stream tomorrow with myself and Andy. Uh, he's wildcarded after giving me so much stick for mine. I bet he wildcards to exactly the same team that that I'm going for. So we'll, we'll see what he puts together. But yes, thank you all for joining me again. Sorry for the uh, for the sound. Sorry for the crappy headset that I'm I'm having to use. Like I said, the Shaw mic. Uh, I think has has seen its last days. Unless anyone knows anything about microphones and knows how I can fix it, because it doesn't feel like it's a massive issue. But yeah, the little thing has, has broken off inside. But anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, that kind of stuff. Let's talk about the uh, game week just gone. Sixty-one points for me. Debating, you know, whether to play the wild card or not. I did a I did a stream last week where I was I was saying I was you know thinking about it, but I actually quite liked my team going forward. I'm sure many of you saw the the stream I did um, on on Friday uh, with Andy and Mark, where they they ripped apart my decision making really well. Not laughing now, are they? Because I finished 15 points better off, and the player who uh, I actually didn't have on that stream. But then tweeted uh, the early, just before the deadline, saying I'd moved Gabriel out for Colwell. Got a huge amount of um, of, of abuse uh, for that abuse in the in the loosest sense of the word, um, particularly from uh, Andy and Mr. Slippers, uh, who saw it live on his own deadline stream and, and couldn't quite believe it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the the reasons for that were uh, well, they were they were fairly logical I thought I thought uh, Gabriel I had in for uh, game week 10 um, you know for the Sheffield United game but didn't plan to play him in any, any other match didn't plan to play him against Bournemouth I thought with the injuries they had Bournemouth might score okay that didn't transpire um, but I thought Colwell against Fulham was, was just a good um, just as good a mix and then with uh, the next game I actually thought my defence would be better with Colwell coming in um, because he had Burnley 
and then I could always make the move to Gabriel uh, going forward. So I thought for a, a two-week punt compared to a one-week punt, Colwell was better. I mean, that said, also he was a little bit uh, cheaper as well, just to free up a little bit of, of money. And uh, just like Kimmy has said uh, in the chat, Cole is class. And Chelsea, for their lack of goals, um, have been not conceding that many. Um, I've been quite impressed with them defensively. I think the, the back four looks good. Pochettino's been talking about you tightening up even more. That's why Chilwell had dropped out of the team. They've got the, the midfield three. They've been hoping to get fit for, for ages in Casado, Enzo and Gallagher. I know the fixtures are awful, but for two weeks, uh, I thought it was uh, not a bad pun. And it was nice to see, finally this season, I think for the first time, some decision that I made actually coming in um, quite nicely. Wasn't expecting an assist, was was more than happy with you know, a clean sheet and a, and a bonus point maybe. But yeah, to get an assist and free bonus was, was excellent. So that was the main kind of uh, move. Uh, Ariola. Came in straight away, the Ariola-Turner combination. It's surely going to be better than uh, Pickford. Surely going to be better than Onana um, as well. I think there's there's lots of good keepers you could go for. You could have Leno, uh, Flecken, not really so good um, anymore. Uh, there's uh, Neto at Bournemouth, who I quite like the rotation with, with Ariola um, as well. People asking about the mic, check out the start of the video. Uh, you can see the mic is dead. The thing's been eaten in the USB uh, and it doesn't work, so that's why I'm on the headset uh, today. Uh, so for Meister and Kajetil, that is why I sound uh, so awful. And I'm sorry, I can only apologise to those listening to this on, on podcast, uh, because I bet it sounds uh, awful, <laughs> to be honest. There's not much I can do. So I really came in. Uh, Cash, actually a bit lucky. Thank you, everyone. Sound's gone. Good to know. I'll just be moaning Brighton and, and Cash, uh, really. Uh, Cash obviously got the assist early on, uh, and I was worried he was going to go on and, and do do what Colwell did, uh, but didn't. Mute sounds better. Very good. Uh, and then luckily Brighton scored. I thought Brighton would would score um, in that game. I thought we'd lose. It was I, I predicted for for us to lose that match, but I wasn't expecting. Um, such a trouncing in that game and I'm nervous about tonight because it is a absolute key uh, key game for us in, in Europe and we've got injuries now with um, Estepinion uh, we're conceding too many stupid goals making too many mistakes and we look tired already and we're only what seven games uh, into the season so a bit of a concern there rightly beaten by Villa um, Cash only really made one run forward in that game he was pegged back quite a lot by Estepinion and, and Matoma um, but I can still count myself quite fortunate um, because, yeah, the the stick I was getting, maybe not so much for, for going for Colwell, but playing Colwell over cash uh, in that game. So it would have been the right choice, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Kabora came in on the wild card. He's just there as for Adogi, um, really. Adogi's coming in uh, soon for the for the good run of games for Spurs. And then Diaby, two assists, happy with that. Son getting a goal, got him nice and early. Uh, not so much from the other other players, Madison and, and Salah, really disappointing. Although, can we talk about VAR? Oh my God, robbed of, you know, would, what would have made it an attacking return in, in every game uh, for Salah, ends up getting subbed. I think everyone knows my thoughts on VAR by now. I hate it. I, I think it's it's ruins football. Uh, I think, 
the the, the the amount of wrong decisions they make make it completely useless and and worthless and i think we should get rid of it i know people disagree i know people say it's the people and not the not the system i agree with that but until the people can learn how to use the system i just don't feel like it's fit for purpose and and should be scrapped and i've said that for the last couple of years and it's just getting worse Um, and that decision is is the worst decision that there has ever been um, with var and if you haven't listened to the planet fpl pod with james talking about why it's such a bad decision uh, you really should, and if you haven't listened to the audio between the referees, you should as well because it's calamitous, uh, really. Um, Harland uh, blanking with with the captaincy. I hadn't really considered anyone else. I wanted uh, Morris. Morris would have would have been my captain if I'd had no flags in my team going into this week. Um, he was the, the on the thumbnail uh, last week. He was the the, the planned transfer uh, to to do Mubama to to Morris and captain him. Um, but with the flags I had with Botman, with uh, Saliba, with Madison, with Son, um, it was too it was too risky. And in the end, you know, Botman missing out, I would have got his opinion off the bench. It would have been minus two, and that kind of feeds into this this 15 point that I gained uh, with it. Not having Saka um, as Bobby Whitby as just mentioned was awful. Um, I wildcarded and then saw the news that he travelled to Bournemouth. And then there was rumours going on in the morning that he wasn't in the lineup, and then he was in the lineup, and it was just horrible. And then he scored early on, and then they won a penalty, and I was like, "This is going to be a twenty-pointer um, for Saka, and the wild card's going to make me look stupid." But you know, he gave away two penalties. Unbelievable for for non-owners uh, like me. Unbelievable for owners, really, because he actually became a bit of a differential, I think, in, in lots of people's mini leagues. Um, this week, uh, so lucky with that. But yeah, no one really, you know, if if I'd had Saka and he was fully fit, I still wouldn't have, have captained him over Haaland. It was it was really was Haaland or, or Morris um, for me. So can't really complain too much with that. Um, and then Alvarez with with eight, uh, one decision. Um, I I was thinking was if I waited a week on the wild card, would I, I'd probably go with Nunes over Alvarez. So I was thinking maybe I should just get out, uh, just get Darwin in. Um, you know, early on, I'm not use a transfer, but I keep the money um, in the bank if I don't do that. I did that. I, I kept Alvarez. I've kept 0.8 in the bank, so I can move Alvarez to Darwin if I was impressed with him at Spurs. And weirdly enough, wasn't impressed with him at Spurs because he didn't play. But the injuries and the bans um, they got mean that I think Nunes is an absolutely awesome option uh, going into uh, going into next week. So. The Alvarez to Darwin move is tempting. Haven't put him on the thumbnail. Um, the other move I'm thinking about is DRB to Diaz, um, who's featured. If DRB is not fit, um, you know, straight after a wildcard, I don't feel like my bench is, is going to be great. It's going to be an injured Botman. It's going to be Archer, and it's going to it's going to be Cabore. So I don't really want to hold DRB if he's going to be be injured. I mean, he's likely going to be back straight after the international break. But I think DRB to, to Diaz would be the move. And that I looked at, and I'd have exactly the money in the bank to do it. I just don't think I can sell Alvarez. It's the free kicks that really get me. It's the fact that Man City can be playing badly. They get a free kick just outside the box, and Alvarez is showing that he can score those and, and dispatch those really nicely. So, great option. If I was on a wild card this week, would I pick Alvarez? I think I'd go Darwin. Uh, still, um, I just don't know if the transfer is worth it. But obviously, if you're in a wild card, you're not worried about that. You might just do it. Very, very difficult decision uh, to make. You've also got Watkins um, as well. Uh, and if we come over to the watch list um, here, 
uh, you can see uh, you know Watkins is is kind of 0.6 on the long pin expected goal involvement actually had an expected goal involvement in the game against us of less than one so 23 points barely expected to get any returns uh, from that um, shows the difference between the eye test and the and the stats really um, I think that is that does jump him higher than uh, Alvarez though um, who's at 0.55 maybe reliant on on kind of the set pieces um, as as well but I mean we saw what he can do off the bench in the Champions League uh, last week um, so yeah I still think he's, he's a really nice pick Ferguson stays on the watch list 0.81 he just hasn't looked right last few games be interested to know whether he starts tonight my gut would say that he, he probably does I think he's he's had something an illness or a or a muscular injury or something because he just doesn't look to be moving um, quite right so he's got a couple of weeks now where he can hopefully build that, that fitness back up and then I think he becomes an option for us again um, from game week 10 when Brighton have got an incredible run um, of fixtures so be on the on the watch list uh, be on the lookout for, for Ferguson climbing up the watch list I think over the next few weeks uh, Holland and Darwin on their Darwin kind of usurping Haaland at the top of this despite not even playing uh, 1.11 makes Darwin the, the, the best in terms of per minutes um, non-penny XGI of all players um, in the league uh, it's only been a couple of starts it's only been a couple of cameos but you've got to think he's going to start the next few weeks um, now there is this international game where he's going to go off to Uruguay does he come you know, straight back into the team after such a long flight um, it is only a one game ban for, for Jota because it was two yellows but if Gakpo's out for a while the options they've got are actually quite quite limited so expect him to see kind of substantial minutes over the next few weeks he is a really really good pick I genuinely think he is and MG puts it here Darwin or Watkins for the wild card I think it is so close between them I think if you're going to stick with Diaby and he's fit I think he's fine I still don't think there's much in it between Darwin and, and Watkins uh, DRB and Watkins even though Watkins obviously just hit a, a massive massive haul um, and I think Darwin could be ex- really explosive over the next four to five weeks so definitely someone that I'm I'm looking at uh, looking elsewhere looking in midfield you see it's still quite a, a big list of players that I've, I've kept kind of on this list uh, Salah's at the top 0.75 it's high for him. Saka just below him, 0.73. Player I'm going to be looking to bring back in. Uh, I I, th- I just think going into Sheffield United at home without Saka, that doesn't sit well with me. That is a captain's option right there. So maybe even if he, uh, he's got a, a slight little injury that keeps him out for a couple of weeks and he comes back in for Sheffield United, he's had a little break. Maybe that's maybe that's the best for him. The worst thing is if it goes on for a little bit uh, longer and he's out for a couple of weeks and then he's a doubt for that game, do you move for him? tricky but you've got to have I think if you're wildcarding you've got to have a way to bring in Saka whether that is just a simple Son to Saka move fine but if you want to keep Son then make sure you've got another plan another entry route to, to bring in uh, for him um, Eddie oh I've just seen Field FP says Ferguson on the bench yeah injury that doesn't surprise me um, too much uh, he yeah yeah as I said he hasn't looked right um, in the games that I've seen um, Diaz 0.64 he's a good underlying numbers um, for the Liverpool mid um, especially you know we're considering uh, Darwin because of the the injuries and bans also good news for Diaz I think definitely going to start I'd be absolutely astounded if he didn't start in the next couple of, of games um, it's just whether whether Darwin or Jota kind of plays um, up top. Diaz starts, uh, no problem. Um, much easier to get to, I think, from some of the midfielders at uh, 7.5. Uh, if you're, you know, going with with um, you know, moving from moving to strikers, for example, that means you're probably going to have to make two transfers uh, a lot a lot harder. Unless you're on the wild card, I would pick Darwin over Diaz if I was on the wild card. But for me, wanting to tap into that Liverpool attack as much as I can, 
Diaz is quite a, an easy route. Look at Son and Madison though. I mean, 0.7, 0.8 sharp and 90 for Son, 0.68 for Madison. Um, are there going to be people going in with just one of those players? I'm hoping that with the two and with um, Destiny, um, who I've got, Destiny Adogi, uh, that really gives me the best route into points over the next, particularly the next two weeks against Luton. Um, and Fulham. Uh, I've also got Ward Prowse, 0.61, non-penny XGI per 90. That is so high, uh, you know, for a 6.3 million uh, midfielder. He was so unlucky not to get anything from the game against Sheffield United. He was putting chances on, on players' heads, and he's not the same Ward Prowse we've seen at Southampton. Um, so I think he's a really nice option. And there's and there's people to move to now. If, you, if, you, if you're backing yourself into a 6.3 corner, you want to know there's players that you can move to. Um, you know, you've got uh, Gordon at, at 5'6". Uh, you've got um, uh, Gibbs White, potentially, at 5.9. If you listen to Yellen's stream last night, you can go for McGinn, uh, who, she's, uh, who she's talking about. You've got Neto um, as well. Plenty of players that you can you can move to. Or you can go up to the to a, you know, a, a Mitoma when the, when the fixtures turn a bit nicer. Um, or find a bit of extra cash and, and maybe even upgrade him to, to a Bowen. But for now... I like Ward Prowse. I think he's he's absolutely fine. Next two fixtures are a bit tough. If he can get a one or two attacking returns in those, and then he's got the really good fixtures, I think we're just going to see his price kind of increasing. He's a bit of an enabler in the side if you're going for Salah, if you're going for Son, if you're going for Haaland, um, and you haven't got the, the, the squad value um, that I've got. Uh, Eddie Casey, Adogi or Porro? I really wanted Porro. I think Porro is a better pick than, than Adogi. Um the main reason I went for Adogi was just to save that point too. Like I said, my squad value is, is not good um, at all. Uh, and I wanted to keep a bit of money in the bank to potentially do the Alvarez to Darwin uh, move. I don't regret it. I think it was good to kind of give myself the option. I haven't kind of locked myself into doing that transfer. As I said, using that money also enables me to do DRB to Diaz if we're, if he's fit. Um, if he's not fit, sorry. So that way, that saving that money has, has given me a bit more flexibility. Um but if if you're picking and, and money's no object, I think just go for Poro. I really like the way he inverts um, into the midfield and, and kind of makes things happen there. That kind of boosts his, his chances crazy because he can play those balls kind of f- forward up the pitch um, as well. But then he's also got the attacking threat down the right too. Adogi's a good pick. He's getting forward down down the left. Um, he's taking the free kick, I think, as well um, from deep. So yeah, both both are good picks. But I just think Poro has, has proven to be a, a good attacking player for us um, over the kind of last... Well, since since he joined Spurs, was that in January? Um, I think it was. Um, whereas uh, Adogi still is kind of learning the the ropes a little bit more. Not much in it between them, but yeah, I I would find the point two for for Poro um, if I had it. One player who I really regret not bringing in um, is Doty uh, of Luton at four four. I mentioned him on the stream on on Friday, taking the set piece. I was a bit worried about his kind of uh, minutes. He might be a bit of a kind of like Leighton Baines esque player. I mean, playing in a much worse defence, obviously. Um, but he's taking set pieces. Um, he created the most chances um, in the league uh, in just in the first game, I believe, against Everton in that first match. And I just think he's, he's nailed down that spot. They brought in Giles from Wolves, who they thought was going to take that kind of left wing back spot. Um, but it looks like Doty's kind of nailed that down. So, fixtures are tough for Luton, but I wanted to put them on the watch list because a defender taking set pieces uh, for 4.4 is someone I think we uh, we need to consider. Um, so he is on the list currently. Let's take a look at how I'm set up for uh, game week eight. Uh, Abdullah says, hi, as good to see you. Get a green arrow finally. Still work to do. Absolutely. Well, that leads us nicely onto this section. What is the work that I'm going to do uh, to try and get another another green? 
Um, so Turner uh, comes in for Ariola. Newcastle just scoring so many goals at the moment. Another four in the Champions League. Hard to hard to play a defender against him. Don't mind playing Turner this week as long as he keeps his place. Eze's obviously out for a bit now. Weakens them massively. Um, not ideal, but he's 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 fine um, to play. Obviously, Leno owners are going to be loving this week playing Sheffield United at home. Uh, although they don't have many shots, so don't expect too many save points or, or bonus. Um, they look a really really poor side. Um, my defence looks good, I think. Adogi, Cashin, and Colwell. Happy with with those three. This is this is where the Colwell move actually I think is um, is looking even better because if Colwell was Gabriel, for example, who I had. Um, for most of, of the discussions, who do I play in defence this week? Uh, Gabriel away at Man City, Botman's injured, Kabore at home to Spurs, I'm going to do that. So I would definitely be making a defensive transfer this week um, if I didn't have Colwell. Um, the good thing about that is with with, uh, with Botman out, I can just leave him until after the international break and then hopefully um, he's back. Although, fair play to Lascelles coming in and, and you know the three wins in a row against Man City and PSG being two of them and, and Burnley. Um, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So yeah, happy with the happy with the defence. Uh, Salah, he's going to tear us apart. I think really worried about that. He's playing down the right. We've got no left back at the moment. Going to be an absolute bloodbath. Uh, I think for him. I think the captaincy between him and Son is really tricky this week. I think with that Estepinian news, um, I am more tempted to to shift the arm over to Salah now um, than I was uh, before. Both away games. Uh, though I think that maybe suits Son against Luton a little bit more. I think Luton are going to have to push forward a bit more, and they're not really too used um, to that. I can't see Luton just just putting sort of ten men behind the ball and, and dropping back. Whereas at least with Brighton, we never really play like that. So we we might get torn apart, but we've seen it work in the past. I think there's there's more chance that Spurs score you know four four or five goals against Luton than, than Liverpool do against us. Um, but I am also worried that I might be completely wrong and we could have, get absolutely absolutely battered but interesting to see what happens with Brighton tonight uh, Madison's in love the double up um, Diaby waiting to see on the injury news for him could be Diaz um, that comes in for him that's the kind of the planned uh, transfer uh, and Wall Prowse home to Newcastle not ideal but you know big big game they've had in the in the Champions League I wonder if there's going to be any changes at all he's going to make does he play Lascelles again bearing on he's never played does he played four games in a row there's not really many others but uh, I guess at centre back he, he's not not too busy but um, got some decisions to make there. Does Trippier play again, for example? Will we see a little bit of rotation? Probably not. Um, but I, I fancy West Ham to score at least one um, in that game. So not not too unhappy having having Wolf Prowse. Uh, and then it's Haaland and, and Alvarez. Alvarez is, as you know, you, you don't like to base a decision based on kind of outcome of, of what happens. Um, but I think selling Alvarez this week would be a bit of a mistake, given that there's Brighton at home um, the week after. Um, as well, and obviously his value keeps increasing too. So Nunes is a wild punt um, and a really exciting one potentially, um, but I don't think I'm going to be making it. It will be DRB2 to Diaz or banking the transfer um, unless there is some kind of key news uh, coming through. Uh, right, that is pretty much it. Let is, let's take some questions before I let you all get onto things with much better sound quality um, than what I've, what I've got. Uh, John Crowley says, would you hold Foden? No, I don't think so. I'm Foden's biggest fan, don't get me wrong. Um, I've been a little bit underwhelmed with what he's what he's done. He had obviously got the goal against Forrest, was it? And got kind of 11 points um, in that match. But otherwise, he's he's really kind of flattered to deceive, really. I, I just, I'm not really sure what his role is, what his best role is in the side. Uh, I think he wants to play central all the time, but Pep doesn't really want him there. Um, so he plays on the right kind of a fair bit 
too much and, and doesn't really have the impact on the games that, that we can expect. We've got Silver coming back now, who, who started the season kind of really strongly uh, as well. If you're going to sell Foden, you have to do it this week, though, because you're not going to sell him before Brighton, and then you just kind of keep him forever. And I just think there's much better options in midfield. Um, if we come back to the watch list, I think, you know, Foden to Diaz, someone I mentioned, he might be in a, a way that you can get Son, for example. You've got Saka uh, to Bowen, I think, is a good pick um, going forward if you haven't got Diaby and he's fit, someone like that. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I just think you can do better than, than Foden. He might not be an absolute priority. I still think he plays against Arsenal. He's still in the strongest city lineup, but he'd be someone who I'd, I'd be looking to kind of uh, get rid of. Um, Delio, you're Foden's biggest fan. I'm sure Madison is very hurt. Uh, well, I can. you can be the biggest fan to multiple players, right? Because they could all have, you know, I could be a big fan of three players and then I'm their biggest. I mean, if they've only got one, for example, it doesn't actually mean he's my favourite. It just means I'm his biggest fan. <laughs> Terrible justification. Uh, Tom O'Connell, Saka and Hoyland as the final attacking position. I just don't really know why you'd go for Hoyland over over Darwin. Um, I just don't really, I just don't see it. Sorry, Deli, I know you, I know that you've got him as well. Um, but if you're looking for a punt, Darwin is the perfect punt, surely. And and I mean, if you if you want to be, I mean, to be fair, if you want to be, I was going to say if you want to be put off Hoyland, watch the Manchester United highlights. Hoyland was excellent um, in that game, really sharp, really switched on. But look at the Manchester United team in general. Oh my God, they look absolutely terrible. Defending is is awful. Rashford doesn't look right. I don't think Fernandez really knows what he's doing half the time. On it, so yeah, I would just—it's just a hard avoid on, on Manchester United players for me. Um, and if you can afford him, I think Darwin is is the best pick. Uh, too. How am I going to go into this this game without Darwin? I've been singing his praises uh, all week. Uh, Joel Holland, Richarlison, and Diaz or Son and Mbumo for the next two weeks. Ugh. Richarlison could do well. I've seen a few people tagging me in in stuff. You know, oh, is Richarlison a good pick now? Uh, Solomon is 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 uh, not playing. I mean, I always thought Richarlison was going to be a good pick. That's why I got him in my, in my team. I thought we were playing up front. He looks better on the left, uh, I think, with with Son up top. It's really difficult because I think Son is is the best captain this week, um, and I wouldn't captain Richarlison or, or Diaz. I just think Mbumo is probably done as an option, um, at least for now. The fixtures aren't great. The the numbers are down. Brentford are really struggling uh, too. So. I think Richarlison and Diaz will outscore Son and Mbumo in terms of collective points, but I'd want Son for the, the captaincy. So yeah, tough one. I think I'd probably lean to Richarlison and Diaz, though. Two two players is, is better than one. But yeah, not not much uh, in it. Uh, Bobby Whitby, um, if you've got Richarlison, he keeps blanking again. That'd be hilarious. It would be, wouldn't it? I'm not going there. There's absolutely no way. I don't care what Richarlison does this season. I'm not buying him. Uh, so yeah, uh, absolutely uh, not happen- happening. James Daniels says regarding your mic as can you fish out the broken piece with a pair of decent pliers or use the little tool you've got on an iPhone box yeah it's not a bad idea the trouble is I can't get it out I'd have to like get reset it back into like position and I don't know if I can do that there's also little screws as well but I don't know if that's going to help anyway that's something for the uh, for the evening uh, time uh, Michael Scott you can't lose Alvarez in this form for Darwin that's exactly what I'm thinking uh, it's I have been burnt in the past, you know, I've played this game for a long time, I have been burnt in the past by taking out players who are doing well, trying to hit players who haven't been doing that amazingly well, but have the potential to do well, and the players that have been doing well carry on doing well, and the, and the ones don't, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I won't be doing Alvarez to Darwin, uh, like I said, it would either be DRB to Diaz, or uh, no transfer. 
Uh, and I'll take one more. Oh, I like this one uh, from Sean. Neto or Almiron. I like the Almiron pick. You know, I, I really do. I think he's he's obviously playing well at the moment. Again, for Newcastle, kind of got his spot back in the team when he was maybe um, dropping a bit in and out. The fixture's still good. Gordon's out um, for a week. Uh, now I think they're going to look to Almer in, uh, in this game to, to get a goal and they, they should score against West Ham and then it's good fixtures to come Almer is a real differential he's not on my watch list um, but I really really like him uh, Neto's a good pick um, as well it's returns in five games in a row um, for him I just trust Newcastle to score more goals than Wolves and it's as simple as that and if you look at this over a four to five week period um, I'd pick Almer um, for the two so yeah interesting one though if you do go with it uh, I think that's about it from me. I again, sorry that the the sound quality has been so poor. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed it despite the uh, the audio issues. Um, I'll be back with Andy tomorrow night to discuss his wild cards, and we've also got the normal black box stuff as well. Of course, it's wild card week. We can't present without doing the the team data and attack data uh, and all that. Uh, so we'll be doing that uh, too. Um, and then hopefully back to normal next week with a black box on Wednesday. Oh no, it's international break. There is no normality. No, nope, we have to be back the week after that. The week after that, we'll be back to normality. Definitely with the black box on the Wednesday, team selection on Thursday, and then Mark and Andy doing the late tackle on the Friday. Uh, so again, thank you all for watching, and I will see you all very soon. Podcast Network.